on last week's Irrevelations. They're looking for a lovely, beautiful young virgin who can just generally share the bed with the king. But what the f*** is a prophet anyway, alright? You talk you talk to Bones or some sh- They know victory is imminent. You're definitely king. They're already, like, updating their hashtags. Like, I'm with him. This should totally go fine. This probably won't devolve into a whirlwind of murder. Yeah. Alright, so chapter two. The whirlwind of murder. Like, I saw what happened to Absalom when he f- his dad's wives, but nothing was said about my dad's nanny. Why would you ask him for that? You might as well ask to give him the whole f***ing kingdom, you dumb bitch. And the lesson here is, get a guy that will kill for you. It is invaluable. Before we turn to the word, I would like to can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America. Death in the Bible. Killing innocent souls are in hell now. Burning now. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. And pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. Hey, did you hear that 5G is giving us coronavirus? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I saw this, um, I saw this, like, meme that was, like, uh, radio first introduced, Spanish flu. And then it was like Wi-Fi, swine flu. And then it was like 4G, like avian flu. Like, it was just like, you see? You see, you fucking sheep? It's all the goddamn FCC. What kind of tech was lost to time that kicked off the Black Plague then? Yeah. That's what I want to know. That must have been some heavy shit. Must have been some heavy fucking shit, Maybe that's when they invented carrier pigeons. Oh, fuck. That actually adds up. (laughs) If you think about it. Yeah. This is beyond science. Well, the Black Plague actually came from people having sex with rats, I believe. That's what I heard. Rat stew. Chinese open meat markets. Rat, no, rat where sex. Where they sold rats and then fucked them. Yes, Fuck the rats. They, someone in Spain obviously invented the first rat brothel and the rest <laughs> is history. <laughs> I don't know why. That's, why is that obvious? What's the obvious part about it? They just sucked a lot back then. <laughs> All right, they're fine okay. now. Yeah, I, they're fine they now. Soccer. Ever since they had that civil war. I love Franco. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Great. I love... Uh, I love uh, the Inquisition. Think about it. They were assholes. Yeah. Do you I know love, how long uh, the Inquisition lasted? I don't know. Is it still going you on? It lasted, lasted for like 200 and something years. You think they'd have figured it out by then? Like they would have solved yeah, the like, mystery or whatever e- the fuck they were started for? Exactly. What were they inquisiting? Jews. <laughs> They were. They killed a shitload of Jews. It was like a mini Holocaust. Oh. Spaniards. See, Spanish Spanish people suck. Right. I'm saying. Okay. Antonio Banderas, I'm looking at you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mariachi bands, looking at you guys. Look no, at all these uh, churros, Mar- you know, traditionally Spanish things. Um, ham, obviously. Swords. Ham consumption. Swords, horses, Andalusian horses. Right. So stuff smart. Uh, Siestas. Lazy. Oh, tapas. Actually, yeah. I like tapas. I like tapas, too. Fuck. I like tapas a lot. I often yeah. I often will get, like, a third through a meal, be like, I'm bored with this. I want some <laughs> <laughs> I want a completely different thing now. Excuse me. Can I get something else now? Yeah. That's why I'm so fat. I've never actually... I don't... So I think I like tapas, but I've never been sober enough to remember a tapas meal. Really? Because there's always oh. a lot of sangria involved, you know? I have never had sangria, I don't believe. I've seen it. I've seen other people order sangria. It's just wine. I'm just not interested. Yeah, I fucking hate wine. This it, is but it's tasty strange. wine. I don't know. It's like, it's, like if, it's like if wine was made for kids. Sounds it's like, like Michael Jackson's wine. <laughs> <laughs> this will... This is my fun time juice. Uh, hey, it's time? Easter. Happy yeah, yeah. Five G. I don't think it's causing. <laughs> Where were we? Yeah, we're all over the place. I, I don't know. I hear things. I never know if things are true. I heard that people were like burning down five G towers, and yeah, in it, it, it does seem like a lot of the misinformation is like uh, is just getting worse and worse. Like people are like we got to sue the government because they're going to force these vaccines on us, and obviously. 
Bill Gates owns the patent to coronavirus, and he also owns the cure, you know, so. <laughs> yes, Bill Gates. It, 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 I almost, before the plague, I was so pro-plague, and now I don't know. Just the hassle of it, of having to hear people. Yeah, I know. Like, I really want to go shopping at Lowe's and get some more plants for oh. the garden, but I just, I gotta be like, I'm locked down shit. Yeah, it's rough. You'd hope a lot of dumb people would die and make this all worth it, but they also just seem, I, I don't know, I keep hearing about how... Uh, deadly this virus is, but it just doesn't seem like it's killing enough people. Yeah, we're definitely in the rookie numbers phase yeah. of this thing. Yeah. So thirty thousand deaths. Pfft. Get that shit out of here. Yeah, I have that for breakfast. I wipe my ass with that. If that was thirty thousand cops, okay, but just I wonder if I want to mill old people. To your point, <laughs> I'm not to sidetrack us. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I wonder if it, British people were really doing that. Burning um, down 5G towers? I've heard yeah. it, but who fucking knows anymore? This is post-truth. I wonder, if there's like a, I wonder if there's like a guide on how to burn one down on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's one nearby. It was some, I mean, it, obviously. I mean, it's fucking stupid. Like, the 5G is causing coronavirus. Meanwhile, in nations that don't even have internet, it's just widespread, you know, and... Yeah, the top four UK mobile operators have issued a joint statement asking for help to stop people burning down 5G towers. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be real. Just, yeah. But then again, Tide had to like release an ad to tell us not to eat fucking Tide Pods. So. Right. Yeah, who knows? Uh, that's pretty wild. So this is why the British, after the Spanish, mm-hmm. the British are the second worst race <laughs> Yeah, on my race chart. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> Uh, keep it up, King. Um, <laughs> God. You know who's probably the best race? According- <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> nah, let's uh, let's just get into the Bible. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're deaf before we uh, lose ourselves. Right. Whew. But yeah, I was saying, and maybe before we really get into the Bible, but Bible adjacent, it is Easter today. Right. That's exciting, right? I guess. This is, I still don't quite is- get it. Is this the, either the day we kill Jesus or the day that we were like, it's a prank? It's one of those two days. <laughs> it's good. I, I don't understand. I, like, I, I, you know, obviously I stalk Catholics. Um, yeah. And they were freaking out about Good Friday, whatever the fuck that means. And, oh, yeah. Good uh, Friday is when they killed him. That's right. And it, Easter is when he popped kinda, up. I, I never understand it. There's Ash Wednesday. There's Super Tuesday. I don't, I don't understand how they all tie together. But is no, Good Friday no. when they killed Jesus, and then Easter is when he comes back? I, well, I was trying to decide between doing like a boner pill joke about rising again, or like a Southwold rise again joke and tying that into Jesus. I couldn't settle right. on one. I guess just do neither. Yeah, I, I just want to let people give something that they can workshop with. Yeah, like our, the bakery down the street right now is selling direct decorate your own cupcake kits instead of their normal cupcakes. It's pretty smart. So that's kind of what I just did, but jokes. Okay. Like, I gave you the pieces. Right. I gave you in kind of an end goal, right? We're taking it towards okay, how Jesus. How much more of this, you think? <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Fucking idiot. Fine. Um, anyway, fine. the Revelations podcast, that's us. Yeah. I'm Grant DeVoiced. And I'm Cole Delusky. And we're the podcast that reads the Bible so that you don't have to read it. Yeah, and you don't want to. No, you this don't want to read this. Be, uh... If you were going to read a chapter or two, though... Not a bad choice today, right? The, t- today's chapters are kind of the first where I'm like, okay, all right. This is kind of what I was expecting to get when I came in here. It's been a yeah. lot of bloodlust and rape and murder and bullshit. It still sucks. Things that Let's didn't be happen, clear. but yeah. Right. It's not It great. still sucks, but it's it's uh, it's not the worst, but I guess. Just continuing. I feel like, I feel like a lot of this... Like, I wonder what our demographic is, like, who would possibly listen to us. Obviously, and I stand by this, this is for us. We yeah. like doing this. This isn't for anyone yeah, else. Yeah, we don't care if you're here. Get, get fucked. But yeah, uh, this is, like, probably one of the few episodes where it is legitimately, I think, for people who want to learn about the Bible. And yeah, and we're going to really teach you. Be, 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 learn some shit. Why would you want that? I don't know. Why do we do this? No idea. But No one knows. Day in, day out. More effective than the NBA. We don't we don't cancel games. We're right here Ooh, doing nice, the Bible. Dude. So. Hell yeah. That's because we were social distancing from day one. Before oh, yeah. we even heard about this stupid fucking Chinese virus. Been social distancing for months now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Years even. 
years. I don't like to be touched in general. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, so, anyways, <laughs> this is chapter 80, sorry, episode 81, chapter 3 of First Kings. Right, 81, right? Yeah, it's a lot of numbers now. now we're it's nine to... times nine. Think about it. That's true. Um, yeah, we're picking up in chapter three of the book of First Kings. Last week, we began the book of First Kings, and it was mostly about Solomon taking over and purging his kingdom of dissonance, potential uh, pretenders to his crown, that kind of stuff. It's fun shit. You got to do it. You got to get those motherfuckers. You gotta yeah. Got to take charge. There's never, I mean, yeah, he will get Caesar or whatever. Choose your choose your example of, of a king getting killed. I think of him by, as like a young, sexier Castro. Ooh, okay. Just getting rid of all those brown people that don't belong. Well, isn't Castro's son running Cuba now? Because then he would be more like that and Castro would be David. Anyways, that's not important. He's like Uday Hussein, the one that they, <laughs> they made that. The good one. Obama's brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever his name is. Malik. Okay. Chapter 3 of First Kings. Let's kick it off. As we said, things were getting a little purgilicious lately. But now Solomon is going to go into kind of a peaceful phase of his life. I can't even remember the last peaceful phase we had in this story, right? I, mean, I, I think Joseph. there was technically peace in Egypt when they were all slaves. Ooh, nice. You know, technically yeah, peaceful. What I said, yeah. Yeah, they weren't at war. They just were in servitude. But that's been, what, four or 500 years now? Probably. I think 480. It will specifically mention that uh, in this episode. But Gotcha. Nice. Which is fun. Because we said that Moses was like 1400. And I think we're about to, we're going to get into it more later, but we're at about 1000 BC. Yeah, yeah. Right, give or take. Yeah, sounds right. So here's the deal. We're going to open up, speaking of Egypt... Speaking of the place that the Israelites were enslaved for quite a few generations, maybe, maybe not, maybe just one, no one knows. Um, Solomon has started off his rulership, forgiving the, the purging. He started off his rulership by making an alliance with none other than the Pharaoh of Egypt. Now, how did he do this? He married Pharaoh's daughter. I'm going to point something out. This is kind of like if Benjamin Netanyahu went up to Europe and married Angela Merkel. Like, you know what those people did to you, right? Right. Like, you can't just do that. Yeah, that makes sense. That's good for me. I get it. Um, I, I don't know. It, it, it It's something to note. So so basically, Chapter 3 starts with Solomon makes a treaty with Egypt, marries the Pharaoh's daughter, and brings her to Jerusalem. Uh, my Bible, I haven't seen any evidence yet. They're saying it's going to happen. My concordance is saying it's going to happen. But there's a general vibe of... There's a general vibe of treating David as the better of the two kings than Solomon, which is absolutely absurd. But one of the things they point to is this, is that Solomon errs by taking an Egyptian wife. Yeah. Which we're going to so, find he's got a lot of wives, but... Um, he wasn't racist enough. He wasn't racist <laughs> enough. Like, David might have raped and just cuckolded a bunch of people, but at least the people he was raping, taking, and kidnapping were Jewish girls. Yeah, nice. at least he was, ra- he was raping God's chosen people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going to rape, at least stay on the right side of God and do a Jew. It's yeah. basically uh, the story I get from, from the Bible here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is a complete spitting in God's face, I guess. Here's the thing. You say that. There's right. nothing in the text that suggests it, at least not yet. No, it's supposed to be something we're going to infer later. You know, like when they were like, oh, we're going to hang these boys, you know, and you're supposed to understand. Oh, yeah, that's right, from Leviticus. That's, you know, that's something we're supposed to note here. Um, that's fair. But it also implies, of course, that, uh, you know, when the Jews left Egypt, they were runaway slaves. And now, officially, the nation of Israel it kind of points out to the fact that 400 years later, 500 years later, where we're roughly at, that Israel has now become enough big-time boys that the king can now marry into the royal family in Egypt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And securing, yeah, they're, they're a recognized state, right? They're a legitimate state, unlike modern-day Israel. Correct. <laughs> yeah, so. I, uh, I, saw, I saw a video today. Uh, it was a bunch of Palestinian kids throwing rocks at Israeli cars, and then yeah. one of the cars just hits two of the children. I mean, fucking ragdolls them into a street sign. And uh, I've never seen more controversial comments on the 
<laughs> Did he deserve to get hit? I don't know. We'll find it's out. It's a good metaphor. Israel's a fun place, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, we'll go one day as part of the podcast. We'll go solve the whole crisis and stuff. We'll do what Jared Kushner couldn't. Yeah. You know? We'll solve that whole, hey, guys, whose olive trees are these anyway? You know. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. So uh, here's what's going on at this point. He's married, and he has a plan, right? There's something that David didn't do that Solomon's going to take care of. He's going to build the temple and also a wall around Jerusalem because... You got to have you a know, wall. You got to have a wall. They fucking work. Yeah, they do. Um, Problem it's still there, solved. Probably. Isn't the wall still there? Isn't, there a, isn't that what the wall is? Isn't that what the wailing wall, wall is? It's the yeah. last remnant of Solomon's wall? Who knows? I think so. So see, it's been, what, 3,000 years? Impressive. And it keeps them now, out. Yeah, it does. <laughs> well, it doesn't. But anyway, um, Solomon, it says, shows his love for the Lord by... Uh, Following the instructions of David, right? So he's basically, we're, we're opening this up, talking about what a good boy he is. It's funny that they get to this after him killing all of his political enemies. But now we're going to be like, all right, so by the way, Solomon's a great guy. He came up, uh, he was raised right, you know, he had a good family. He was such a good kid. They're giving all those things that are going to show up in the news later whenever Solomon does something horrible. Um, and what he does to kind of kick off his rulership again, besides murdering a lot of people, Got is go to Gibeon. Um, is Gibeon in Judah? Is that what that's about? I think it is. Because uh, David went there. Some, I mean, it's right? different than the Gideonites, right? Like, Gibeon has G- its own city. I, I think it's in Judah. I'd have to go back and figure out yeah. what the fuck. Because there was a map that had all this shit out, and I, I can't remember. Well, regardless, he does go to Gibeon um, as a new king to offer a thousand burnt offerings on the altar. Which, that's oh, that's tedious, right? I don't know that Gibeon... Gibeon is well north of Hebron, who we know as the sort of... Um, oh, yeah, Hebron was where David always went. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, when did he divvy out the lands? That's Joshua's shit, right? Yeah. Oh, well. I think, I it's, I think it's in Benjamin territory, or a frame. It definitely <laughs> seems a good deal north of Judah, but who knows? Okay. So he's somewhere. We know that for sure. He's at so, a place. He, you know, a, yeah. So we, you're following. We've established that he either is or isn't in Judah. Yeah. So you guys are tracking for sure right now. Uh, this is making a lot of sense. Regardless, he gets there. He's offering up a thousand burnt offerings. And then as he's doing this, because let's face it. Okay. You're offering up, offering up a thousand burnt offerings. I'm imagining all at once. There's a lot of smoke. There's probably some weird toxins in the air. Probably. You've been up. You've been up for days on end. It probably and, smells like a badass barbecue, to be honest. Ooh, actually, a lot of no, because they would throw like they would burn. They burn fat stuff. They burn yeah, fat, they burnt baby. It. Uh, I bet it smells. It's a lot of fat and oil and blood and fucking beef. It, they didn't and, put the fur on. Oh, they probably did put the fur on. That'd be probably pretty gnarly. I yeah, burning hair and hides and but stuff. But they're giving some know. of the meat to the priests. We never really. Uh, there was no specific reference, I think, to skinning the animals first. We we know the the priests got the brisket. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a tasty <laughs> so, cut. So but. who knows what they're actually burning? Some I know we fucking, could find out if some fucking ribeyes at one hundred and thirty five for three hours. That's what the fucking <laughs> do some priest Are they work. Sous vide now. <laughs> So he's been burning all this stuff. I think that he starts to trip a little bit because it says, <laughs> next up, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream. So he's having wacky ass altar dreams, right? Like inhaled a little too, a little inhaled a little too much smoke. Like you do. Um, yeah. God shows up and says, ask for whatever you want me to give you. This is kind of weird. This is unprecedented, right? Genies, um, three wishes type shit. Yeah. Yes. Obviously, it's a trick, as we'll find out later. But it's still very interesting that God is at, is showing up and being like, what do you want, buddy? Huh? Well, you know, up to this point, he showed up to tell people what to do. It wasn't like this. True. Uh, yeah, I don't, think, I, I don't think there's much precedent for God asking what other people want. He just gives them a fucking blessing. He's like, you want some land and a greased up rock, right? And they're like, hell yeah, man. Sounds badass. You're like watching some angels play on a pierced penis or whatever the fuck (laughs) oh yeah jacob's Jacob's ladder good 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 uh you were right by the way gibeon is in benjamin but uh continuing solomon says to him listen 
you've shown great kindness to me uh, and to my father because, you know, he was really good to you. So it's only right. And, uh, you know, you've continued being kind to the next generation to me, even even uh, after my dad's died. And he says, now, listen, God, um, there is one thing I want. I'm just a little child. So he says it literally says I'm only a little child. I'm guessing that's hyperbole, right? I mean, obviously, he's not. It's like metaphor. I I don't think he's a child. I mean, this guy obviously is old enough to fuck, you know, and like pursue treaties with Egypt and shit. He's not a fucking idiot. He's not a child. Child. Yeah, but he could be. He could be doing that at like sixteen. Whatever. I mean, essentially, he's just like, "Hey, God, I am young and stupid." Probably as a child to God, you know, or, yeah. or, or maybe to the people that have predecessed him, you know, like compared to Moses, Joshua, and sure. David and Just Saul. Just a statement he, of humility. Yeah, like of. like compared to the great figures that existed before me, you know. Um, yeah. I, obviously, I'm well over my head ruling an entire nation. And the thing he asks for from God is the ability to pass judgment or wisdom, really. Yeah. Um, Which is a unique wish. It is. It is. It's kind of funny, though, the way that he uh, he talks about – he's talking to God. He's saying – basically, he's meandering around to get to asking for wisdom. And he says, you know, your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. Now, I'm going to direct your attention to a few episodes ago when we did a census. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many we- to count. Well – you can just, you just did. If, if <laughs> we you, know exactly how many of you there are. If you take one uh, guy in nine months of time, you'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, so he says, just give me a discerning heart. I want to be able to govern your people well. I want to be able to distinguish from right and wrong. Basically, he wants to be like the ultimate Judge Judy. Um, or a Jerry Springer type, I guess. Sure, be more sure. Maury, you know, yeah, which we'll yeah, get yeah. to later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we will get to that for sure. So God's happy, you know, uh, God basically tells him that he says, listen, you didn't ask for riches. You didn't ask for a long life. You didn't ask for all your enemies to die because they're already dead. So no shit. Right. Yeah. Um, he says, because you asked for something so pure and so wise, you know, so, so ahead of your, your years and above your station. Yeah. I'm going to give you that. And I'm going to give you all that other shit that you didn't ask for too. I'm going to make you wise, rich, fucking big ass dick. It's going to be the best life. Anyone's ever led. It's it's kind of like a Wizard of Oz type scenario where where like uh, he's like, okay, Solomon, what do you want more than anything? He's like, can I have wisdom? And he's like, you're already the smartest fucking guy in town. You asked for wisdom. That's just, that's the best thing you could ask. Guess what? Here's a <laughs> medal or whatever. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, 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 you get it. Uh, <laughs> here's your here's your tin cap. <laughs> it it also seems kind of like. Um, it's like it's like when you ask your kid what he wants for Christmas, and you know he wants a PS4, but he's like, you're like, what do you want for Christmas? He's like, can I just have some canned goods to give to the homeless? He's like, oh, you sexy son of a bitch. Yeah, now you're going to get those cans. I'm going to give you that PS4 anyway because you're such a good lad, you know? And he, obviously he's just like, yeah, I fucking know this dumbass motherfucker. I'll give you that PS4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, ob- it's obviously uh- – it's got that like shallow myth level of logic, you know, yeah. like you read in in myths where it's like, okay, cool. Oh, you didn't um, ask for unlimited lives. All right, well, I'll just <laughs> I'll give it to you anyway because you're so sweet. So it's kind of also funny because God says, you know, if you had asked for those things, if you had asked for riches or for a long life or to kill your enemies, I wouldn't have given you it. Yeah. So it's like, all right, thanks, fucking asshole. What? <laughs> What's the point? You know, um, I don't know. I don't know why you would do that. I, I don't know. It does set up the thing that like when you ask for like if he had asked for unlimited lives, he'd been like, oh, the balls on this idiot. But if you don't ask, you kind of, you know, he's like, all right, well, now I'm going to give it to you. It, obviously, no. God's not opposed to killing enemies and giving long lives and whatever stuff. He just doesn't like he, he doesn't want you to be like, uh, like, how dare you? The audacity asking for it. it's a little choosy beggar type of situation. Oh, this is a good point then, I think, to have a short sidebar conversation about free will. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, think? God knew what he was going to ask, right? I guess. I so mean, what's just, the point of jerking off about it if he fucking knew what he was going to do? I don't know. Is God omnipotent? It does seem like he gets caught unawares a lot. Every Christian thinks he is. 
You know? I mean, yeah, the soul problem is definitely uh, you know, glaring. I, and there's lots of instances where he's just like, hey, what's going on? What's happening? Someone. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm Sorry, like, I was up on this mountain. I didn't know you guys were sucking off this like golden cow or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It seems a little bit, seems a little bit weird, but who knows? So, I, yeah, God, I guess at this point in time, God is very not omniscient. Um, so it makes it seem like, yeah, maybe that's the God that uh, Christians and Jews know today is, is more that way. But at this point, we have to kind of assume he only sees what he's there for. And uh, sure enough, Solomon wakes up and realizes it was just a dream. But is he going to get his wishes? I don't know. I, I Let's think, find out. I think something we're also supposed to understand is a lot of the context of what we've seen thus far is like part of the reason he has to go all the way to Gibeon is because there is no altar that the the yeah. tabernacle is kind of just a, isn't really a central location anymore. Uh in David's story in Second Solomon, there was this whole thing about where they were like, oh, yeah, God really hates his house. He wishes he had a nice house. And David's like, should I give it to him? And like, God's like, no, fuck you. All right. I want to uh, – your kid's going to do it, you know. And, and so it's yeah. kind of setting the stage that right now they, – they, they mention it a lot that there is no official temple for God. You know, he's homeless-ish. True. True. Which is why he's showing up in dreams and shit, you know. Yeah. He ain't got nothing better to but do. But anyway, so Solomon gets all this uh, big old wisdom – and uh, let's see what he does. Yeah, it's big brain time. So he goes back to Jerusalem, stands before the Ark of the Lord, and offers yet another burnt offering up, I God, guess, as God, kind of like a seal, sealing the deal. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Likes killing animals or something, it sounds God like. God loves that shit. So now let's see how this wisdom comes into play. Uh, this is a story that a lot of you probably are familiar with. I think this is like Solomon's claim to fame. I didn't realize it happened this fast in his story. It happens right out the gate. And there is something that's a little bit – when I first heard this story, and we'll get to it. When I first heard the story, it didn't make a lot of sense because it was kind of just the facts. And there's a little bit of dialogue and inference that kind of makes the story a little bit more believable even. you know. Okay. But, but let's get it. So Solomon has been granted magic wisdom, and now he needs a magic wisdom test. You know. Yeah. He just has a plus eight on all of his wisdom rolls. That's all. Right. So Solomon sets up. It's his first day in court. Big day for him. He's got his fancy robe on, I'm guessing. And who should come through those doors? The two prostitutes. All right. They're having a real they're having a real go of it, I'm imagining. P- put yourself there. All right. There's two prostitutes. They have a dispute. They decide to take it to small claims court, which for some reason is presided over by the king of Israel. Yeah, he's got. <laughs> so. he, he, it, it's officially gone to the Supreme Court. It's just two women yes. yanking a baby. One's got the arms. One's got the leg. It's mine. It's mine. That's yeah. correct. They have a baby with them that they are fighting over. So high stakes, right? Yeah. Maybe not back then because lives were pretty expendable, I guess. Yeah. Which I mean, even again, in that area today. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. So the You're two just prostitutes- in a market hanging out, buying some papaya or whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah. Get Boom. blown up. It's sad. So... Uh, <laughs> The woman, the one woman starts talking. She's explaining to King Solomon what happened. She says, I had a baby. I was living under the same roof as this woman, right? The two prostitutes two happened to live together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which is convenient, right? Yeah, you got to share each other room, safe. Though. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I had roommates in college, and I didn't even sell my ass. Yeah. What if you have a customer come in that wants to do a little little threesome? Yeah. You know? what, if you have- need, what if you need help? You know? Yeah. yeah. So, uh. What if you're filming a video of you having sex with a dog and it gets stuck inside you? Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. What if, you're, what if you're a cam horn and the dildo gets lost up in there and you need a friend with some fucking togs and a flashlight? I don't, think they had, I don't think they had OnlyFans yet. So anyways, they explain their problem. They live in the same house and the, the first prostitute, she says, listen, I had a baby. Three days later, same roof, right over next to me, this woman has a baby. All right? Right. Now I mean, I've heard of like sleep. sinking a menstrual cycles, but this is yeah, this is a lot. And also, like, did they? Not, I thought they had like some sort of way of not having babies. I thought the body had a way of naturally shutting that down. Yet somehow yeah. these whores are just popping up kids left, right, and center. I don't know if that's how it works, but yeah. Do you know what they never talked about them being prostitutes when I was a kid? I don't think. <laughs> it just was two women, but but just be aware that this story is two prostitutes. Both of them get pregnant roughly the same time. Both of them give birth roughly the same time. 
Yeah, about three days apart. So one of them the first rolls onto the baby in the middle of the night and kills it. Correct. Well, that's the claim that the first woman That's makes. what the plaintiff is claiming, the, yes. The first woman claims that the other woman rolled over in her sleep, crushed her baby to death. And then that that woman woke up, saw what she had done, and swapped the babies. It's a genius move. It's the old switcheroo. I've done it, you know, where like I bought a hard drive once from Best Buy, and it fried. And I was like, ooh, yeah. shit. So I went to Best Buy, bought the exact same hard drive, swapped out the internals, returned it. It's a good move if you can pull it off. Yeah, good. I'm glad <laughs> we have that on recording. You know, Perfect. the old switcheroo. <laughs> the amount of switch controllers I've done the same way, you know? Well, the mistake – see, that works. The mistake this woman made, if you're going to swap the kids, you have to swap the skin too. Yeah, you got to make sure they're the same color. Yeah, yeah. You, know? you got yeah. you to take out the outsides, put the inside. If you're going to do – like if you're doing it with a switch controller or a hard drive, it's got to be the same model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be so, reasonably passively the same. To that point – This one has first nappy woman, hair. Okay, yes. <laughs> to that point, the first woman wakes up, finds her dead baby, right? And is like, oh, shit. I killed my kid. But then she starts looking and she says, wait a second. This is that other fucking baby from that lady across the room. <laughs> imagine so imagine like, the confidence you must have in that accusation. Be like, hey, you just throw a dead baby at her. Like, hey, what the fuck is this shit? That's not mine. Well, I mean, come on. She's had the kid for at least three days now. I think she knows what it looks like. That's all moms do. Like, they fucking stare. At the, like, they, she didn't even have anything better to do, right? She's right. just living up in her house. I mean, she needs to get baby. back to work. Well, yeah, obviously. That's her goal. This is just holding her up. Yeah. So she's looking at this baby for three days straight. Suddenly it's dead, and it's also not her baby anymore. Of course uh. she figures out what's going on. So, Solomon, it's time to make a decision. What are you going to do, big yeah, guy? Yeah, let's take, let's take like, a minute. Let's take a minute. So two women come in. One of them is claiming that the other killed her baby into the old switcheroo. But she might honestly have just killed her own baby legitimately and is now trying to have the courts intervene. You know, which is smart as which well. Is smart, you know? if that's your play. It's like when you call CPS on your neighbor's kid because you think that they don't deserve it. You know, because your but baby you just want died. The kids. Yeah, yeah. You know. Oh, over that. You know. So what does Solomon do? He uh, he calls out. He says, "All right, someone bring me a sword." He's building. This is called dramatic <laughs> tension that he's building up here. He says, "Someone bring me a sword," and everyone, I'm sure, you know, eyebrows go up a little bit. Oh, okay. What do we What do we got going on here? The sword comes out. And he says, all right, cut the living child in two and give half to each of the two women. Now, the women suddenly react completely oppositely. One says, all right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And the other one says, no, just let her have it. I don't care. I don't care if, if, if she gets it. Just don't kill the baby. And, of course, Solomon says, bada bing, bada boom. The one who doesn't want the child to die is obviously the legitimate mother. Give it to her. And everyone clapped, and he found $20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Obama and then, yeah, Abraham Lincoln came in. It was really cool. Right. Let's let's talk about – so when I first when I first heard the story, you know, you hear like, oh, two women are fighting over the one living kid. And Solomon's like, I'm going to cut in half. And one's like, good, I don't give a shit. It, I didn't realize that the woman who's like, yeah, good, I don't give a shit, has already lost one child. And yeah. these women share a roof. They share, uh, you know, an occupation. There's probably a little bit of like a, you know, professional rivalry, you know. Oh, yes. You know, like yeah. uh, they probably compare holes like, oh, is mine tighter? Who's that? You know, almost, whatever. Almost certainly. Almost certainly. So my, my point is, is that from the point of view of the woman who's had the dead kid, she probably would be okay. Like, okay, I'm fine as long as she doesn't get to lord her living baby over me, you know. Like, at least we'll be even. Even Stevens okay. will both have dead babies. Here's how you know this book was written by men. Okay. <laughs> Do you think these women want a fucking baby in their to be raised in their whorehouse while they're trying to work? Ah, uh, probably. A bastard? I don't know if we can say that they wouldn't. You know, it's probably, I mean. Uh, I can. <laughs> you, you know women. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe there's, maybe there's probably some subtext that, uh, you know, I mean. It, I don't know if this is true, but I think there's that sort of uh, motif or theme that just all a woman wants ever is a fucking baby, you know? Yeah. From a man's writing point of view, there's two things here. Either they don't actually want this baby, which I think makes the most sense in their profession. You know, having babies is like one of the down. You don't want to have fucking babies whenever you're prostitute, right? It's not convenient. I guess. I mean, you can put them to work. Period. Like, give them a mop. No, a you bucket. can't. Not for- 
You yeah, clean this, like you clean this shit up. Yeah, that's 10 years of having to deal with a baby. Do you, dude, okay. Let's say that you're going to go to a prostitute's house. Okay, all right. And you go to, it's at her house, and you go in, and there's a bunch of other prostitutes around, and you start fucking going to town, uh-huh. and then her fucking baby is laying right next <laughs> to you guys and starts crying. <laughs> Because it wants milk. Uh, I guess in this hypothetical situation, yeah, I, I guess I'm not into that so much. But yeah. maybe, maybe I am. There's a lot of freaks in fucking Jerusalem right now, I bet. I bet there's a lot of people that she'll charge an upcharge. Have you seen what's on the dark web? An upcharge for what? A crying baby in the background? Yeah. yeah. Huh. I don't know. Interesting theory. I think, though, there's a lot of perverts a, out there. Either A, it's inconvenient for a prostitute to have a child and they don't want them. The kid's going to be a bastard and have a rough life, I'm imagining. Well, you or, never heard of you ever heard of the lead singer of the Lost Prophets? What he was into? Oh no! Don't talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> that baby could get some work. Oh, stop! 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 So the point is that uh, either, <laughs> God damn it, either they don't want a baby, or they do legitimately want a baby, and the second prostitute would not have been so cool with it being killed. Yeah, I don't buy it. Uh, I, I think we're to assume that there's some maternal instinct, and I, I, I get the idea that no. this first horror is like, okay, let the baby die, because then at least we'll be even Stevens, and the second one's like, okay, just don't, you know, her, she still has maternal instinct, because she still has a quote-unquote living baby, you know. But why why the switcheroo in the first place? What's the premise? The whole point is that they fucking want babies so much that they're fucking swapping them up and stealing them, you know? I'm just saying that it doesn't track. None of it tracks. The whole story sucks. Is all I I'm mean, let, let, let's think about what if she's lied. Let's say it's two prostitutes. One of them kills their baby, and it's like, ooh, but what if I could get the law to intervene, and I could steal her baby legally? You know, I'd get legal paperwork that signs off on it. And then Solomon's like, well, let's cut the baby in half. Now, you're the one with the still living baby. You didn't kill your baby, and now this woman's trying to get it from court. And you're like, guess what? You want to win so bad? All right, I'll kill my own child just so you don't get to have it. Nice. Yeah, that so could be th- funny. You think it's like a, it's like a uh, usual suspects type ending, <laughs> yeah. where she's walking off with Kaiser Sose is walking off with the baby. <laughs> He's like, yeah, cut my kid in half. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Whatever it takes to piss off Becky. Uh, so regardless, the Bible uh, seems to confirm that the first woman was telling the truth that the other woman was a baby thief who slept on her baby, and they give her a kid back. And it says, when all of Israel heard the verdict the king had given, they held the king in awe because they saw that he had wisdom from God to administer justice. Only God could come up with such an intricate plan. It is is pretty fucking... If I was a bailiff in this judge, and uh, I'm like, hey, Judge Solomon, King Solomon, the wisest man in the fucking land, what's up? And they're like, hey, we got two women fighting over his baby. He's like, let's fucking cut that thing in half. I'd be like, my God. He's a madman. Someone stopped the mad king. And they're like, oh, no, you keep it. And they're like, it worked? This is some fucking 4D chess this guy's playing. Yuck. I, d- I hate that you're adoring the story. I hate it. <laughs> I like anything that involves cutting up babies. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So that's the end of chapter three. Boom. Uh, Solomon has his first big act of awesomeness, right? He's a st- That's his Goliath, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's his first thing that he did that, that kind of put him into the eyes of the people as a, as a great man. It is kind of funny because it is his Goliath moment. Like, whereas, and it probably kind of defines him in the same way that Goliath defined David. David's claim to fame was that he kills for fun, you know, yeah. and he's good at it. Yeah. So not only is he good at it, but he's going to become famous for killing by doing the best kill ever. Whereas yeah. Solomon, who'll be known for his wisdom, is right at the gate, batting a thousand. There's no one to kill for him. Super, he already killed everyone. Yeah, super duper wisdom, you know? Yeah. So, on to chapter four. Let's learn about how Solomon is running the country. Now, he is ruling over all of Israel, right? He's got Judah and the rest of it. And so, the Bible kind of runs down his uh, cabinet. He's right. got Zadok's son as his priest. He's got a couple of secretaries. He has a recorder, who I'm assuming is the person that wrote all this. Yeah? Uh, is this Bible Man? No, he just plays a recorder. Oh, oh. I used it's to like play a the, shitty my pipe. heart will go on. It's like a shitty flute. On recorder. Yeah. Really good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's got a recorder. He's got a commander-in-chief. He's got all these backup priests. He's got someone who's in charge of all the governors. 
Uh, he's got um, a palace administrator, a priest who's an advisor, and then down at the bottom of the list, he has Adonaram, son of Abda, in charge of forced labor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's an important job. All right. Yeah. Slave master for an entire country. I bet his wife helped out with that. He's like, oh, if only I knew how to keep these slaves in check. She's like, that's my bread and butter. I'll fucking teach you. Oh, she's Egyptian. It's like like Stephen King being married to that publisher. He's like, I'm really good at writing, but I need someone to help me out with all this this fucking business shit. She's like, (laughs) she's like, you want a pyramid? Because these fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably why he gets so busy in the building. He's like, you guys want to fucking know how to work some slave labor. She's like, where I'm from. (laughs) God, that would be really insufferable, huh? If you just, if you're like, like if you're just whipping your slave and she's like, your in laws are like master builder, you know, think about Thebes and all that shit at this time. Like, these guys are basically chop, you know, huts. That would be annoying if I'm whipping my slave and she's like, you're doing it wrong. You gotta put more wrist into it. She's like, look at that. She's like, you give, you've given him the stick. Now it's time for the carrot. And you're like, oh. what? what, what? <laughs> she's like, this kid still has skin. And you're like, I'm sorry. I thought, doesn't he need she's skin? Like, <laughs> she's like, you're not whipping it enough. No, dude. You know how Egyptian wives are. There, she, she's trying to suck off the next Joseph. <laughs> she's like, did you rape this one yet? She's like, he's like, what? She's like, that's how you keep him in line. Remember how horny Potiphar's wife was for, oh, this, yeah. for the slaves, though? Yeah. You know that she's that way. It's she's like, fucking... I'm going to need 12 of our biggest slaves <laughs> to, attend, to attend to my bubble bath. <laughs> like, why? It's like, they just, they're going to stir it and keep it hot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's just a fucking conveyor belt where she pisses on them. <laughs> Man, your imagination is something else. I love it. Give me the royal piss pot. I got to save this for later. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, this is a good bad thing about his wife. Um. (laughs) So it says Solomon also had 12 district governors, and they're running each of the different tribes. Uh, It goes through a list of each tribe and who's running it. It's all a bunch of – it's funny. It's it's like very Arab-looking names. Uh, It's an interesting point, and and, and it's apparently going to be more important later. He has 12 districts. Yeah. These districts are not broken down by tribe the way they're traditionally done. They're actually broken down by geographic region. They're based on major cities. Yeah, but a lot of them are specifically just tribes. A lot of them are in tribes. Well, so here's the thing. It's 12 governors. The, tri- the tribes are regions, though, as well. Kind of. But my point is, is That's that why most of these the actual just districts, the actual districts cross tribal boundaries. That's all uh, I'm trying okay. to say. It's not... Okay, okay. Obviously, the cities were divvied out to tribes, so you know Gibeon will be more Benjamites and Hebron will be more Judans and whatever. But the point is, is that the actual district that these governors it, it means a couple things. One, it means that he's breaking up the territories geographically, and while they might you know like technically there's the white part of town, and there's the black part of town, but you know you're going to break up your districts for voting a little bit differently you know to gerrymander it you understand cool. <laughs> thanks for bringing this into the modern yeah, my, my my point so is well. is that one they're not by tribe they're by geographic region and two judah is not being taxed they're getting okay. special treatment by solomon oh interesting so that's going to set up some conflict later but the important thing is that as a king he's taxing by geographic region based on major cities, but Judah's kind of like getting a pass. They're those little one percenters, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm following. Um, but something I wanted to ask, I'm thinking all the, so all these guys, almost all of them, have Ben in front of their name, B-E-N, Ben. Yeah. Is that like how like a lot of uh, Arab names have B-I-N? Does he think it means son of? I don't know. Is that what that means? Ben, a Ben-Adad, Ben-Hased, Ben-Decker, Ben-Hur. Ben-Hur, yeah. like the famous one from the yeah. Charlton Heston movie? Yeah, was it Ben-Hur? Like a, who was Ben-Hur? Ben-Hur That's was like a, in the Roman, isn't that famously like a Yeah, so gladiator? Ben-Hur is obviously not referring to this Ben-Hur. Right. It's referring to one in like the turn of the millennium where it was a, a Jew, but that got captured and taken to Rome and was became a gladiator. Very cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so there's all these twelve guys. Charlton that run the Heston whole likes to play Jews. I never really made that connection. Is he Jewish? Charlton Heston's not think Jewish. So. No. He's a maniac. He might be. Glad he's dead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad we covered Mr. Heston. Uh, so 
Again, the Bible reiterates that the people of Judah and Israel are as numerous as the sand, which isn't true. Um, it says that they ate and they drank and they were happy, which probably isn't true either. Maybe. And it says it's, uh, no, they're not happy. Okay. Solomon ruled over all the kingdoms from, this is a huge swath of land, from the Euphrates River, right, in Iraq, uh, to the land of the Philistines, which I thought was just where they are. Um, and as far as the border of Egypt down south. So I guess Philistines would be north. So maybe they're like up in Turkey. Um, I think they're the So north yeah, you can east. picture that. I don't know. No, so Israel's running from the Euphrates River in the east to probably somewhere around Turkey in the north to Egypt in the south. So it's a big old chunk of land. It's like all of modern day Syria, Jordan, Israel, Lebanon, lots of Iraq. But more um, importantly, unlike David, he's not constantly fighting over it. He's just yes. chilling. Well, Dave, yeah, he gets to. Yeah. What is it they say? You know, you walk up the stairs with wooden clogs and come down them in silk, silk slippers. slippers. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So he's living it up. He's got the, he's got the, I think this is the greatest extent of uh, the Israelite kingdom, I believe. Well, David expanded it to its maximum borders, and thus far they haven't lost any major wars or territories. Yeah. So it's still so David's it's, they're still maxed territory. Out. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. It is da- on Dave, the sweat of David's brow, or rather. His soldiers. Part of the context say. also is that the reason he's got so much bureaucracy is that he is more efficient at levying taxes, which he needs because they are eating and drinking and feeding his massive family. Yes. And let's get to that. In fact, uh, all these different countries that, that he's overseeing are paying tribute to him. And those provisions accounted in a daily way, right? So this is a daily amount of food that his household. Right, not the entire country. His household is is consuming. It's thirty cores of flour and sixty cores of meal, which, uh, respectively, are five and a half tons and eleven tons of flour and cornmeal. That's a lot of bread, man. You got to cut them carbs. I just can't. Eleven tons needs to go a little bit more keto. I mean, I want to know how many fucking people could you actually feed with that? Eleven tons of flour a day. Quite a few thousand. Quite a few. I mean, what's the what? I I know that Solomon famously has seven hundred wives. They haven't mentioned that yet. I don't know if it's chronologically like they're going to be like, oh yeah, and him and his seven hundred. I don't know if he already has a massive Genghis Khan style family or whatever. But this is still too much. Even if he has that many, it's just some. Much it's just some entourage shit. You know, you can cut some of your staff, Solomon. You don't need that many people. You don't need to feed. You know, like, oh, I need 13,000 bottles of wine. Be like, just cut some of your staff, man. It's expensive. I really fucked up not doing the math on how much bread we could make with this, because that would be really fun right now. <laughs> um, along with all this flour and meal, um, he also has 10 heads of cattle that they were consuming. Daddle, or ten, Sorry, 10 heads of stall-fed cattle and 20 of pasture-fed cattle that they're also eating on the daily. So 30 more, 30 cows, along with this like total of... Uh, what, 17 tons of, of different types yeah, of carbs? 100 sheep, besides deer, gazelles, roebucks, and fatted fowl. They're fucking hunting deer for him, and too? It's a lot Yikes. of work. Every day? Yeah. How many deer do you need to kill a day? and 100 goats. Yeah. Again, this you're talking about feeding, I think, a, a city. An entire, like, modern city, almost, with yeah. this. That you relate to. It's like being an Inuit. I feel like you could probably feed the city of Austin. An entire city where everyone's related to each other? It's like a fucking Hot. Indian reservation. <laughs> I mean, I don't think so. <laughs> I know some things. Anyway, so moving okay. on. But it, the point is he requires a lot of food to keep this shithole alive. Sure. Lots of food. Uh, it also tells us that um, during... Uh, Solomon's lifetime, Judah and Israel from Dan to Bathsheba lived in safety. Everyone under their own vine and under their own fig tree. So it's just, it's a time of prosperity. It's, it is funny how they are separating Judah and Israel still. I don't, it's packed. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. Just a peaceful time. It's like, just, it's a little racist, a little wise King, uh, lording over a, uh, United ethno state, you know? Yeah. Just keeping yeah, out all the not quite brown enough or too brown people. Correct. Just the right like, level of it's brown. It's like modern day Korea. South Korea, obviously. Um, yeah. So, 
Continuing, uh, he also had, so that's all his food and shit. He also had 4,000 stalls for chariot horses and 12,000 horses. Holy cow. Well, it means he's that's, still got a large army. I mean, maybe that's significant that even despite the no, fact that they've his got horses. peace. It's a large. Those are horses that, that only he rides. What? I'm guessing. No, they're horsemen. They're horses. <laughs> chariots. It's his army. It's, it's, it's just the same as when every other. It's like when um, Absalom had 500 horsemen or whatever. You know, it's his, it's his retinue. It's his military strength. I think these are all his personal chariots that only he rides. Okay. It's, it's like it's like if a, like how a rapper's like, yeah, I got 75 Bentleys. Okay. And it's like, how are you going to even drive that? Yeah, what are you going to do? Just every other, every other, you know, every day. Yeah. You, for every four okay. hours, I switch Bentleys. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so he's got a bunch of horses, he's got a bunch of chariots, but he's not using them because there's no war. It's great, you know. Where's he got to even be? Yeah, exactly. And you know what? That's the that's what you do to to what is it they say for peace? You got to prepare for war or something like that. I've seen John Wick three. Yeah, think about it. Think about it. Um, so also you've got, but besides all that food that's coming in, you've also got all the governors are giving him tribute as well. I guess just taxes. It's like the states are being taxed. Right. Um, there's well, definitely something going on. We're spending too much time on this. This is, we, we got it. We got yeah, it. Yeah. He has I'm lots going, of I'm food. Going, people paying him. Going. He's a mob yeah. boss. So, so, yeah, God gave Solomon a bunch of wisdom and insight and a breadth of understanding as measureless as the sand on the seashore. Taxation. They just is love theft. going to that. Taxation is theft. Um, he was the wisest person in all the land and then lists a bunch of apparently very wise people, which is kind of fun. Like their idea of like Einstein's and Heisenberg's and stuff. What's funny is these are all musicians. What? These are all musicians. How do you know that? Hold on, hold on, hold on. What did you do research? We don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's uh, apparently, these are uh, Mahalites or whatever, which means to dance. So these are like I don't know. It'd be like your modern day uh, Joe Rogans or whatever. You know, like they don't really guy, do much. They're just kind yeah, of musicians. Just, they just well, you know, I mean, like comedians. You know, like they 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 come in. They're like, oh, you know, you gotta you gotta make sure this is like the sands in the hourglass. Where I was like, God, that guy's fucking wise as shit. You know? Yeah, he's just tripping balls. It's like when you know, I don't. Okay, first off, I know this guy is not a musician. His name is fucking He Man. <laughs> right? Well, it's fucking, you know, it's a. Uh, apparently, it will come up in, in Chronicles when it, I guess, redoes this shit. It's going to yeah, mention- we have to do all the story again. Yeah, fucking dumb. Oof. But uh, it's going to clarify that these are musicians, like traveling minstrels oh, okay. that people think is so wise, you know. Well, it makes sense because then it goes on to uh, list some of Solomon's great works. It says that he spoke 3,000 proverbs and his songs numbered 1,005, just so it, they want to make the number believable. Yeah, so and he also spoke of trees, so that's cool. Yeah, he knew about trees, he knew about birds, and he knew about fish. And there was a fuck ton about bird I mean, law, yeah. That's literally everything there was then, though. You have to think <laughs> about it. it. Right? Like, now, you have all these different things to learn about, like, because women have rights. Right. Back then, they didn't. <laughs> yeah. You didn't. You couldn't learn about women's rights. They didn't have any. There was no ethno studies. There was no, you know, African-American studies. You just, you, yep. you knew about trees, you knew about fish. You knew that roly-polies were technically like a type of centipede or whatever. You fucking threw them off a balcony. <laughs> yeah, you did. You feed them to ants, right. actually. But regardless, uh, he knew about everything. So very smart, very cool. Thanks, Solomon. Yeah. That's chapter four. We're going to knock out chapter five? Uh, should we? I think we got time. All time right, let's, let's knock it out. Because oh. it sets up for chapter six, which is this is kind of I'd plan to do five. Five yeah. and six are kind of linked to each other, but I think this... We definitely got plenty of time, anyway. Let's fuck it okay. up. So, let's meet another character. There's a, This is chapter five of First Kings. There's a man named Hiram, and he's the king of Tyre. And he found out that Solomon had succeeded his father, and so sends an envoy, right? Like you do. Right? The head of state swaps hands as your neighboring country you send over like a my you know condolences slash congratulations right. long well, live it the says king, that blah, blah, for blah. here him had always loved david so this is like some mysterious get guy yeah it's some- a guy that he's basically saying hey i liked your dad i hope we can get along you know let's have the whole thing i was thinking what was that like uh it's kind of like one of those like death at a funeral situations where you know like this guy comes in he's like oh yeah what's up like yeah i'm here i'm king of tyre i loved your father I'm like oh that's kind of a can you define your relationship with him? He's like, no, you know, I just <laughs> always loved your father, him and me. Ooh, like, oh, it's so thick and thin. 
Like, I've heard that before. Hey, wait, are you Jonathan, the dad always used to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is Jonathan? <laughs> um, so, yeah, this this guy from Tyre is just laying it on thick. He's like, hey, I love you guys. Your Israelites are so cool. You're not killing anyone now. That's great. Hey, tell you what, you're going to build a temple? I'm going to hook you up. I'm going to send you a bunch of cedar and shit. So, I guess they got a lot of trees in Tyre, uh, which is weird. Do you think they would just have rubber? Well, it, it specifically mentions – we're a little bit ahead of it. The point is is that Hiram sends an envoy to Solomon and is like, hey, what's up? I'm Hiram of Tyre. You know me. I've got great trees. That's unrelated to anything, but I just wanted to let you know how good our trees are. And Solomon's like, that's interesting. You said that about the trees because here's the deal. Um, God always wanted to have a house. My father, David, was like, I'll build you a fucking house. And God was like, fuck you. You're a bloodthirsty tyrant. I'm not going to have some maniac's name being tied to my home, you know. It's like Bill Cosby School for the Blind. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you leaned into that one. <laughs> so so they they've the point is that Hiram's on board. He wants to help out. He sends him wood. He has a cool way of doing it, too. They float him down the river to the Mediterranean Sea, and then they raft him up and push him down the down the coast until they get where uh, Solomon wants them. It's a cool little setup. Yeah, it's fun. So, He's just like, I'll, I'll hook you up with some wood. You want to build a house for God? All right, I'm your wood guy. I'm your wood guy. Yeah, just put in a good word with God, you know? That's all I ask. I do like, for for you know that there is none among us who has skill to cut timber like the Sidonians. Is there a lot of skill in cutting timber? Sidonians were the ones they enslaved, right? Yes. Yeah. 100%. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There was specifically people that were enslaved to cut, to cut wood and carry water. Is that the same guys? Yeah, yeah awfully, nailed it. It's awfully nice of them to continue doing the work they did as slaves for their new king. <laughs> like, That's nice of them. I, you like it when the I slaves Googled do Sidonian. the work that they're forced to do. That's always fun. <laughs> Sidonians are also a alien species from some weird TV show. Right. Uh, from a tropical... Uh, planet. Okay. It's also so, Knights of Sidonia. Yeah. yeah, that's a good song. So, uh, here makes a deal, though. He doesn't just send the wood over. He also says, hey, I'm going to hook you up with wood. You hook me up with some food. Feed my family. So, sure enough, uh, he's sending Solomon cedar and juniper logs, and Solomon is giving him 20,000 cores of wheat as food for his household, in addition to 20,000 baths of pressed olive oil. Um, which is about I, th- I looked it up. It was like four thousand uh, oil barrels of oil. Yeah, that's how pretty insane. My, mine says twenty thousand cores of wheat, twenty cores of pressed oil. So it uses the same. It says it's like one tenth for every for every ten pounds of wheat. He gave him a, a pound of oil, which is great for yeah, making yeah. donuts. I just I tra- well, mine has gallons, and then I translated it in. It's 120,000 gallons of oil, I'm sure. which is fucking wild. That's bigger than most. I'd go to war for that shit. <laughs> yeah. Stuff is... That's culinary gold right there, sir. So, as they continue on, the Lord is just making Solomon more and more wise, as promised. There was peaceful relations between Hiram and Solomon. It was so great. They got a treaty. And then Solomon does the smart thing. He takes all of his slaves, 30,000 of them, and starts cycling them in shifts of 10,000 through Lebanon, where they are cutting stone. Um, It's pretty fucked up. Well, you don't want to overwork your slaves. That's a fact. So, yeah, they have a one-on-two-off system. It's a month-on, two-months-off. And they're out there just cutting the shit out of the hills, basically. Uh, when I, uh, I never did this, but, uh, it, when I was a wildland firefighter, you have the option to fight like California wildfires, which is a great way to die, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but one of the, what, like they were like, oh yeah, it's a sweet gig, man. You're two weeks on one week off two weeks in hell, digging trenches and trying to fight fires. Then one week just partying on the beaches. I was like, oh yeah, man, I'll do that. <laughs> not, I'll do that for next to no what, money. Yeah. <laughs> That's worse deal than the slaves. That's worse deal than the slaves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone should have brought that yeah. up. Although I do feel like cutting rocks has to suck, right? Yeah. Like what? Are you, you're just chiseling the whole time. It, just hammer. I hammer. mean, my the knowledge noise, of cr- your ears are shot. 
Yeah, my knowledge of cutting rocks just comes from that first scene from Rambo Part Two. But <laughs> yeah, remember when he was all that's b- making big rocks into little rocks, breaking the rocks up. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, getting yeah. jacked. I'll tell you that it's a great workout. Dude, those stone cutters are jacked. You got to watch out for Rebel. There's thirty thousand of them too. Yeah, thirty thousand jacked that's- stone cutters. Yeah, army of buff dudes. Yikes! Give me the oil. They're probably stupid though. Huh? They probably just use like Ephraimites, which you know. <laughs> uh. Or I guess they're slaves, so they're probably outsiders. Anyways, good. They're making stone. They're the, at the king's command. They remove from the quarry large blocks of high grade stone to provide a foundation for the temple. So the craftsmen, craftsmen of Solomon and Hiram, and workers from Biblos cut and prepared the timber and stone for the building of the temple. So they got this the stone coming in from Israel. They've got the. Uh, the, all the logs, all the timber they need coming in from Tyre. They've got all the food coming in to make sure everyone has food to eat. It's it's, it's a well-oiled machine at this point. Literally, there's a lot of oil. I mean, I think, again, we're just seeing Solomon's wisdom, you know, that he, he yeah. makes a deal with Hiram. He wants to build a temple. He makes it happen. He gets the construction underway. He contracts in for the materials to be coming in. He doesn't threaten people and then fuck their wives. Just a smart guy. I was going to say. Yeah. Let's say you know it's not David. David would have been like seen Hiram's wife and be like, shit, we got to take over Tyre. Guys, I've decided <laughs> okay, that God I, doesn't need a house. What I need is you to kill three sheep to make condoms. That's what I mean. <laughs> I'm gonna need to, I'm gonna need a three sheeper. <laughs> I'm packing this is a, a three hog. Sheep do- this is a tree a three sheep job. <laughs> For this hog. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that that sets the stage Ooh. is that Solomon, he wants shit done, he gets it done. God wants a temple, time to make him a temple. I'm going to get it done traditionally. I'm not going to have to start a war over it or some shit. I'm not going to nope. get into a fight with my kids. I'm just going to nope. make it happen. He, he's the, he's a, um, yeah. I feel like he's like the uh, Jimmy Carter of the, you know, like he just shows up and he ain't, he ain't, he ain't there to like be flashy. You know? Oh, you mean like like now Jimmy Carter, not yeah. President Jimmy Carter. Yeah, like now Jimmy Carter. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, let's just get this done. Just Habitat for Humanity, this motherfucker. Put some solar- Habitat for Divinity. Huh? Whoa. Whoa. Nice to see what well, I did Now there. we know what the title of this episode's going to be. <laughs> oh, shit. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. That's it. Well, actually, that should be the next episode because that's when they actually <laughs> build it. But spoiler alert. <laughs> okay. This is so- good content. Let's t- shut up. So let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about Solomon. Uh, he's grown a lot. You're right. He's not just um, he's not just out for blood. This episode, he's actually doing some progressive things. It seems like mm-hmm. he's ruling. There's peace. No one's dying except for that one baby. It's actually <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, like just roll out of the way. You idiot. I'm surprised he didn't enact like universal health care or some shit. Be like, what we need is more education <laughs> for women and legalized abortion. That would have stopped this shit. You mean like modern day Israel? <laughs> yeah, 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 that'd be yeah. great. <laughs> Fine. That's the answer. I mean, mo- I mean, modern day Israel's uh, legalized abortions and uh, healthcare are, of course, funded by U.S. Pa- taxpayers who hate socialism. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why I made. Let's. No, no, keep that. it. It's fun. But the point is, is that if re- if if Solomon really wanted to get rid of all these uh, uh, unfit mothers having whore babies, yeah, sterilize them. Ooh. That's what I would do if I did. They, did they have that kind of tech? I feel like there's a fifty. What they don't have hot pokers. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, but they did not know what was down in there. They thought that was like some magic shit. I bet they. I, I bet they cut open a bunch of women in their day. Yeah, but they were like, "All right, this is the pleasure booster." <laughs> like, just imagine them trying to name things and stuff. They don't. Uh, just they have. Root, there was not anatomy root, yet. Right there, I don't know. This is the kind of people that to show how smart their king was, they're like, yeah, he knows about trees. <laughs> he, knows what, he knows five different types of tree. Uh, he knows he knows he knows brown tree. He knows <laughs> slightly less brown tree. He can tell the difference between a deer and a pig. It's <laughs> <laughs> a wise man. He's basically a, he's basically a veterinarian. <laughs> he's got wisdom from God. It is pathetic. There are examples of what made him wise though. I mean, it's what you again, this is getting more and more into like just reminding me of like Good old-fashioned myths, right? This is like how they would build up Hercules' feats of strength. I was going to say, it's very Hercules, that there is just a series of events that just like, oh, and then he did this, and and then he said, let's cut this baby in half, and then he, you know, ordered some wood. You know, you're like, "Ah, that's fucking brilliant, man. Yeah. Oh, man, he got so much wood. 
Big old dick. And that temple is going to be there for a minute, huh? That's exciting. I think so. So apparently the Wailing Wall is from the second temple. So I don't know what the context is. That I don't know what happened to the first temple, but apparently there was a I think the Romans took it down. Those assholes. Who knows? Piece of shit. They were dicks sometimes. Fuck them and their calendar. Um, yeah. Happy Easter, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh what's our what's our twitter are we back on twitter no well actually yes we have a new twitter account a new twitter handle you can follow us on twitter now at at bible buds that's what happened to revelations it's <laughs> it's not coming back as far as i can tell what did you do it's just i have never gotten it i think i'm permanently suspended god you're such a piece of i've shit. just that's your one day, job I, tr- I didn't do anything though? Oh. What did I do? I put the fucking. I you came up with the Danny DeVito thing that got us kicked off. No, that's not me. That's not me. Yes, that is why we got banned. I will show you the email. I remember you threatening children. <sighs> no, I didn't do that. I had never threatened a child. No, you said let's rape them. I mean, kids. I've never shaked a baby. <laughs> Listen, the point is that we are for for better or worse. We at a revelations is banned from Twitter as far as I can tell permanently. Jesus Christ. Maybe or maybe the person who's in charge of suspensions and turning them off is got COVID. That's I don't know. He's got that C vid. So so for some reason we can't get it back. I gave got us an interim handle. Maybe the other one comes back and we swap back. For now, you can follow us at Bible Buds. And that I mean, it's not like I would follow the original one. You had one job was to <laughs> guard our father's hey, You never did that. We All you do like- is get his banned. We were up to like 25 followers. I'm not going to get us banned anymore. I'm going to walk a fine line. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm not going to put Danny DeVito with a gun I thought, in our head. I thought your profession was PR work. I thought. Yes, yeah, so this is how I let loose. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you can maybe follow us on Twitter if you want. Don't. Yeah. And you can also send us an email at revelationspodcast at gmail.com. Um, so, what are you doing for Easter, Cole? Uh, I've been sitting in the backyard just pouring, like, like eating ice cream as sloppy as I can. Like, drizzling all over my fucking gut and shit. Is that gonna co- that's gonna give you a bee problem. The bees are gonna get you. I don't give a shit. Fuck it's a lot of sugar. Out. No, I haven't left the house. I, I honestly, if, if it wasn't for, the, like, the text messages I get from uh, shitty relatives, but like, he has risen, I wouldn't even fucking know. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. He is risen. <laughs> It's like he Why has. You freak out about that. No, it's he is risen because he. I don't know. There's some like weird pedantic justification for that. Right. I'm glad he died. <laughs> you should be. Didn't he do it for your sins or something? I don't know. I'm not. not I'm not up on. The, I'm just glad he died. I'm not up on the lore. Yeah. I'm glad he died nope. and then went to America and founded the Native Americans and formed Mormonism. <laughs> 